I think this may catch on. I'm not saying that we're going to be the trendsetter of this, but I think that over time, if if this idea gets out, I think more places will adopt it. We'll have lip service for values if they're just on a poster and not lived up to. Tsunami starts ripples, so don't be afraid to be a ripple. It has an effect beyond yourself. Los Angeles, this is Code 3, the Firefighters Podcast, hosted by award-winning journalist Scott Orr. Code 3 features interviews with leading members of the fire service, discussing firefighting strategy, tactics, and other topics you need to know more about. Now, here's Scott. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again for another edition of Code 3. You are listening to the show for and about firefighters. Now let's get started. It's easy to become jaded or cynical when the fire department administration comes up with a new list of core values. They always sound good, but you know and I know and the American people know that those core values will get printed up on posters, sent around to each firehouse, pinned to the wall, and then ignored. They just hang there and fade until the next administration comes along and issues new ones. But what if these core values were actually put into practice somehow? What if they actually meant something? Today's guest has some ideas on how to do that. Lieutenant David Bullard is a 20-year member of the fire service. He's co-assigned to the training division of the Columbia County, Georgia Fire Department and a firefighter with Grovetown, Georgia DPS. In addition, he serves on the board of directors for the Georgia State Firefighters Association. He's a national volunteer fire council state director and a whole lot more. And David Buller joins me now. Welcome to Code 3. Good evening, Scott. When a department issues posters listing their core values, I know there's a lot of eye-rolling among the rank-and-file firefighters. Why the skepticism? I think a lot of times the core values are adopted with good intention, but they become just a word on the wall or a poster on the wall, and it's, there's not a real reminder of living to them or, or even aspiring to become better based off them. It just becomes... You know, the old adage, if you have a mission statement or a vision statement is too wordy for somebody to remember, then it misses the point. And I think that's kind of the same thing. If it's, if it's just words on a poster that you aren't held to that standard, they become just ink on paper or ink on a poster. Your department uses the acronym PRIDE. What does that stand for and what makes it different? As far as I know, we, we copied that from somebody else that was using PRIDE as their core values. And whether they... They utilize them the same way that we do or not, I'm not sure, but it's professionalism, respect, integrity, dedication, and excellence. And after our department adopted them as our core values, they became adopted countywide for all of our county employees to be evaluated to. When you say that's what people are evaluated to, what do you mean by that? When an employee is hired with our county, whether they're a firefighter, they're a, they're a groundskeeper for the rec department, or they work in... Uh, the tax assessor's office, anything like that, part of their employee orientation is an explanation of pride and what it means to our county administration to exhibit professionalism, respect, integrity, dedication, 
and excellence in how you're held to that. The employee evaluation process, we do a mid-year evaluation, and then we do a, a evaluation in the fall of the year, which would be your end of year evaluation. The parameters that you're evaluated to are the five things from pride. And it's a very, I've never seen where that does it. So to me, it's a very unique or a, a very small set of places that do this throughout the year. You have a reminder, you see those words on the wall, you see the words on a, a poster and emblem and they mean something to you. And as a company officer, as I set goals for my crew, I can help them set goals based on pride. And another thing that's done when an employee is, is counseled or praised or disciplined, whichever the case may be, you can use those five things in the explanation of what's going on to the positive or to the negative, whichever way they need to go. And everything we do in our job can be tied back to one of those five attributes. Now, to me, having fairly broad terms like those ones seems like they could lend themselves to misinterpretation. How do you guys avoid that when evaluation time comes around? I think that's one of the learning curves of using the core values for the evaluation process. And one thing that I think that a, a supervisor, I want to say cut me off, a supervisor of any department in our county has to be careful of if an employee needs improvement in one of those areas or improvement in one part of their job that you only find one of those five things that ties to that you don't hit the employee across all five things for the same thing they need to work on. And I think the same thing goes when you're praising the employee, you're giving them a positive review. You try to find something in the job that relates to each one of those individuals versus the same attribute over and over again for each of those five. And it allows you a diversity in what you're evaluating to because you can look at professionalism. That may be preparation for duty or that may be the willingness to train. Integrity may be the fact that when they make a mistake, they admit to it, or when they realize they have things they need to work on as skills, they're openly honest about it, or if they made a mistake, or, or they're in a tight situation, they're honest about how to handle it and accepting the blame. And then with dedication, are they prepared for work? Are they not just here on time, but they're ready to work at shift changes? Their gear always checked out. They go above and beyond to make sure they're squared away. And then excellence. To me, excellence is kind of the catch-all. If you're exhibiting other things well, there's some excellence tied in there that you can you can kind of catch the rest of the attributes of that employee with that maybe don't fit the other four parameters. How has the system gone over with the employees? Again, back to there's a learning curve as the person doing the evaluating. This is a lot different than, than many of us have done employee evaluations in the past. But I think when it's used well, there's a very receptive attitude both directions because of it due to the fact this is something you live every day. You're expected or asked to live every day. Certainly isn't to check the box system. You actually have to think to apply it. You do. And that's that to me is probably the best part of it. That and the goal setting, because when you set goals, you can find somewhere that the employee wants to work on in those five things and help them build a goal that relates to pride. Let's take a short break from the interview so I can ask you if you've seen all the Code 3 merch you can order. It's t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, and more stuff, all with the full color Code 3 logo. Wear one and tell the world that you support the podcast that has your back. Just go to Code3Podcast.com store. 
and get your Kotri apparel right now. So how do you keep these standards top of mind for firefighters? Is this something that you find on posters or how, how do you keep them thinking about this throughout the year? So every building that is owned by our county has, has a poster with our county logo and the acronym pride on it. And there's other things around the county with the, the logo on there. And I think as a company officer, when you're having conversations, you're having critiques about things, you just find ways to work that into conversation. And you may never even use the five words as part of pride, but you find things that relate to that and use that as your critiques or your, even your dinner table conversation sometimes. But it works with any core values. It doesn't have to be pride. Anything that an agency adopts as core values can work as their uh, evaluating tool. You just have to believe in it and utilize those as your benchmark. Well, right. If you apply core values to evaluations, you may get better results than the check-the-box system. Absolutely. I, I think that evaluations, the word values is in there. So that should be a, a big sign that their uh, interaction between the two, relationship between the two should exist. What are the results that you've seen from this? I think probably one of the best examples is I had a firefighter that was kind of in a in a doldrum and we were talking and I challenged him to come up with a goal. We set goals for employees and it may be class related. It may be job performance related. We're kind of open to what we can choose as, as goals as a supervisor, but I challenged him to come up with a goal that relates to pride. And I said, you know, you have a couple of weeks, come up with a goal and we'll discuss if this is a worthwhile goal. And he said that he really needed to improve his physical fitness. And he wanted to set a goal of running a 5k within a, a couple months. And I'm like, okay, where does that fit? And he said, well, I think that's dedication. He said, I've got to dedicate myself to this goal. And not saying without the core values, he wouldn't say I wanted to go run a 5K and get in better shape. But the ability to relate that to the core values gave him some motivation that he could walk in and see every day, hey, I've set a dedication benchmark here, and I want to improve what I define myself as professionalism. Is that a typical reaction for people that you work with to have? The firefighters that have worked under me since we've done this, it is. Because I can't speak for folks that have worked under other officers. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I just haven't had that one-on-one that -on -one conversation with them. But overall, for our county, the result has been positive so far of adoption of pride, or adoption of evaluating the core values. Considering the effect that it has and the success you've seen, why do you think more departments aren't doing this? I think, first of all, that most departments are held to an evaluation process that comes from above them at, at a city level or, or a county level. And there's been no motivation or no, uh, no introduction to introducing this idea and going up their chain of command to introduce the idea to their cities or counties. And I think this may catch on. They're not saying that we're going to be the trendsetter of this, but I think that over time, if, if this idea gets out, I think more places will adopt it. You know, you, you refer to check the box evaluations, which I, I didn't really like the thought of even doing those. But we also have lip service core values that they're just on a poster and not lived up to. So if we find core values that, that relate to what we do, and then we share that with our friends and neighbors, maybe they pick up on it. And I've told several folks that even if your department doesn't adopt doing evaluation processes to your core values, your city or county doesn't adopt it. Nothing says at the department level or even the company level, you can't do it on your own. But if your department has something they've put out there 
as a company officer, adopt those words and make them living words in your company. Maybe that spreads to other companies. Maybe that eventually spreads to the department. Maybe that spreads to the entire city or county government. I don't know. Tsunami starts ripples, so don't be afraid to be a ripple. It has an effect beyond yourself. Great advice. David Bullard, thanks for joining me today on Code 3. Thank you, sir. So, do you think it's possible to develop a real-life list of core values and then live by them? And who should do it? Should it be the fire chief, staff officers? Should everyone contribute? And how important is this whole concept anyway? I'd like to hear from you on this. You can leave your comments on our website at code3podcast.com slash values. There's links to more info there as well, so check it out. You enjoy this show. I know you do because you're listening to it. So would you please do me a favor and tell someone about Code 3? Just tell one other person. Could be the probie in your house or the company officer. Whomever you think will get something out of the interviews I do. Or you can put it on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Whatever you like, just spread the word. I'd be grateful if you did. And thank you for supporting the show that supports firefighters. Alright, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next week with more and I hope you'll be here. I'm Scott Orr and until then, stay safe. To contact us, get more information on today's show, or to subscribe to the podcast, go to Code3Podcast.com.